The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. It is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. So brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge. It's a $250 cash and a $250 gift card up for grabs and exclusively on the SGPN app. Let it ride. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. Hey, give the show a follow, subscribe, write us some reviews, even bad ones. I'll take them. I've got thick skin. I was a fat child. Uh, but you know who wasn't a fat child, at least to the you know the best of my knowledge? Uh, the man I've dubbed Ace Flostein because he looked so damn fly whenever I saw him at the uh, Breeders' Cup a couple of years ago. The master of the skinny slam ticket, Mr. Bobby Marks, joining me today. Bob, how's it going, man? What's up, man? Yeah, it's good. It's, uh, you know, the time of year where um, I feel like you can, uh, I don't want to say take a break, but, you know, after the Breeders' Cup, things slow down a little bit. You sort of maybe hone in, take a look back at the year, see what sort of things you could correct. And then, um, you know, it sets you up for uh, for Malibu Day, which which we've got coming up. Uh, and, uh, and then the Gulfstream Championship meet, that's what i'll mostly be playing but uh but yeah man things are good can't complain i'll tell you what though for for me as an oaklawn and aqueduct fan the grind don't stop it's it's a year-round thing i'm like it's like uh you know baseball season stops in november and i'm headed to venezuela to play winter ball that's kind of how it feels sometimes that's right Uh, yeah you do have the oaklawn so uh yeah i i know a few folks who love to play oaklawn all dirt, only a few distances, and uh, and they really get after it. So, yeah, yeah for, forgive me for uh, <laughs> leaving out your, uh, you know, your birthplace, I guess. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so, I, call, I dubbed him Ace Flostein because, like, this man just had the, the flies blazer and, like, amber-lensed sunglasses. Like, he looked like Ace Rothstein in Casino, like, right before he got blown up outside of the Tangiers last year, whenever I got to hang out with him at the B, at the uh, Breeders' Cup, where he was a competitor in the BCBC. Uh, what have you learned from playing in the BCBC that you take to, like, your cash play? Um. Yeah, that's a good question, man. You know, um throughout the years, you probably know me, I I do like more of the horizontal play, um, you know, the pick fives and the pick fours. And I I think like a lot of people, and then you get into the Breeders' Cup betting challenge and it's, um, you know, win, play, show, exacta, trifecta and double. And, um, you know, I, I think I've, um, I guess, what have I learned? Um, I feel like in those types of bets or in that type of uh, contest, the smaller, the better. Uh, the first couple of years I played in it, I think I was trying to just hammer out these uh, these trifectas and 
you know, go from something like 7,500 to 75,000 in one fell swoop. And that's not, um, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a recipe for, I mean, if you can do that, you probably will have a good shot of winning, but I don't know if that's necessarily the recipe for it. I think if you have a strong opinion, um, playing a, a, a bigger base exacta or a bigger base double is, um, or, or even a win bet is, is probably the way to go. And so, yeah, bringing that into, you know, the cash play a little bit more, you know, I'm, I'm always been one for sort of the get out, try the last race of the day, but, um, I've, uh, I've actually started to sort of narrow that to a, uh, an exacta I can, uh, I can sort of hammer. So. Yeah, if I if I had to give the folks listening on just like a basically a, a a specialty list, like Bobby's specialty is putting together these very skinny tickets that are extremely leveraged, where he really presses his top opinions. And I'll tell you what, Bobby has produced some of the hottest, most ball draining horse racing ticket porn I've ever seen. Quite honestly, I some of the biggest caches I've ever seen have come from Bobby and in, in pick fours and pick fives. So. Uh, we're honored, honored to have him here to do the Gulfstream late pick five today. Uh, that's right. We're not going to just bullshit. We're going to be picking some horses. We're going to take a quick break here at the Notorious OTB. And when we get back, Bobby are going to go all the way through this late pick five at Gulfstream this Saturday, December 17th. We will be right back with more Notorious OTB brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay? WinBet is your home with the WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today. Receive a special offer. Bet $100. Win $100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present the state where play through WinBet is available. Here's some of you know as gambling problem. 1-800-522-4700. Back with Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't signed up already, you can still get a 100% deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code SGPN. Go to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match. Underdog is great for the weekly battle royale format as well as getting an early start with their playoff best ball. Remember, underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. Got returning with me here, Mr. Bobby Marks, B Marks, Bobby, Bob, Ace Flossstein, which uh, no one calls him except for me. So get on that. That's a that's a rising uh, rising star in the nickname world. All right, so we are talking the. Gulfstream Park, late pick five for Saturday, December 17th, year of our Lord 2022. Starts in race seven, uh, post time for race seven, 309 Eastern, 209 God's time, aka Central. Uh, do you have an overall strategy for the sequence? Was there like a, a way that you wanted to approach this? Maybe play like the first half one way, the second half another way? Uh, or were you looking for just certain, you know, uh, you know, 
horse profiles that you were going for? What's kind of your your process for for looking at a sequence as a whole? Yeah, um, good question. You know, for me, I always start at the end of the sequence. Um, the last race, I feel like the last race is is the most important race because that's going to be the will pay leg on everything you do. If uh, you know, I don't I don't really play the pick six at at Gulfstream, but the pick five, the pick four, and um, you know, if you're uh, not lucky enough to make it through the first couple legs of those, you got the pick three and the double, which all end in the final race of the day. So I do like to start backwards. Um, I have a structure that I use that I try to um, almost force myself into in a way, which, you know, I know some folks out there will probably say, ah, that, that's, that's not the way to do it. But I think if you limit yourself to a certain number of horses in a race it um it just requires you to you know really really handicap the race um you know you've got you've got a race in the sequence that has um nine horses and eight of them are uh first time starters Right. So I think most people would look at that and they would just say all, oh. and that's fine if that's what you mm -hmm. want to do. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, for me, most of the time I, I would do like a weighted all or uh, actually I shouldn't say most of the time because I rarely use all, but um, you know, I, I think, I think in, in that case, like, like we'll talk about the eighth race and I know we're, we're sort of skipping ahead a little bit, but it's like, if you like, the horse that's run in this in, in this race i think you probably have to just use that horse and if right. you don't then okay now you're on into the first time starters and then you can start to look at pedigree and first times but you shouldn't be including the six point liam if you're including all of these other first time starters right because the the implication there is that hey i don't really like this horse and so why would you include it if you don't like it you also have to be, and this just goes to the structure that I use, you just have to be willing to lose these bets. Right. You know when you hit, you're going to hit, and you're going to hit them hard, and you're, you're going to you know, crush the sequence. And so you don't have to hit every single one of these. I mean, I think some people go out, and it's like, you know, they'll spend $500 on the sequence, and it returns $600. That's, right. just, that's just a losing proposition. Now, you might be spread so wide there across the sequence that, you know, there's a really high likelihood you've got, you know, most of the combinations in the sequence, but that's not the way that I do it at all. Um, so, so, you know, I try to approach each sequence similarly. Um, I'm going to have for the most part, two A's and two B's. And, um, in a sequence like this, I mean, you know, it's not the, uh, it's, these are we're we're in that that gap right between the right. breeders cup the start of santa anita um it's a it's a uh, it's an ugly one but um but but yeah that's uh that's sort of how i i would approach it i i like that you mentioned so the the you know the roi on like the having a 500 ticket and getting a 600 dollar payout back i love seeing tickets on on like twitter or something that pay like ten thousand dollars but they caught it paid like you know it costs like two thousand dollars at a 50 cent base and 
my philosophy is like that's like a hit and run fatality when you're driving your car just take that shit to the grave with you tell no one that you ever did that yeah right why would you ever post that ticket <laughs> and then you've got the flip side too though you'll have someone that posts a uh you know maybe it's like a 96 dollar ticket that returns um you know ten thousand the same same uh same amount there and you, i always wonder it's like that looks great right you just you, you crushed it but um how many other tickets were there that were losers that right you know, did they have like 10 96 tickets which uh you know quite less right. than that return it's uh, like, I, I don't know, the biggest score I've ever had was the pick six at Belmont that play, paid like 14K on like a mandatory payout when they had the 20 cents. Like, and I, I posted my ticket. It was a $14 ticket that I won, but I was like, make sure, sure to post. I was like, by the way, I had like $200 in, in tickets all told here. I didn't I didn't just hit this on $14. There was a little bit more to it. So let's get more into a sequence that we're playing today. So let's start off with race seven, seven furlong, $16,000 optional claiming on the main track at Gulfstream. Bobby, I let Bobby pick the sequence, and he was kind to me. He didn't pick some wonky sequence with, with all-weather synthetic track in it at, at Gulfstream, so I have to thank him for that. Uh, but let's go ahead. Let's get into race two. Uh, I saw this as a, you know, a horse uh, that, that might, you know, run away with it and that the morning line has it pegged, but what do you think, Bobby? Yeah, I, we're probably on the same page here. I tried to do what I could to find something else. Um, and and for the listeners who may not know me, I, I do handicap without the morning line. So I actually don't even know what the uh, the morning lines look like on the um, on the horses in the sequence. But the way that uh, you, you sort of let us in here, I have to imagine. Um, and 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 it is the case, the two C Trident is the uh the morning line favorite yep. and it actually is probably going to be the horse that i just use as a single um and here's where again and and i think it's easier for some people i'm not telling people anything that they don't know like hey it's it's easy to lose the first leg in the pick five because then you come back in the pick four right we've all done that oh we'll single a horse here um mm -hmm. <clears throat> It, it, it's one of those things where I think people will will come in and, and they'll say, oh, well, I want to try to beat the two. And so who can I try to beat it with? Well, I reds on the three. So I'll add him in there. And, you know, there's another horse here that's switching barns. And so what if that horse, you know, runs off of the screen and that and you just you just kill all the leverage in your ticket trying to add these other horses in, particularly a horse like the Ired, the three, uncork the bottle, who um, is probably going to be your second choice. So mm -hmm. if if you're, it, you know, if you're content on on having the two in there, um, you know, the only other horse that that I think I'd be interested in would be the six um it would be a b for me so so i'd be sort of single a to the two uh potentially single b to the six depending on the rest of the sequence and this is the opening leg so you do get a little view into what the odds boards look like how how much um how much money that horse is taking and 
I'll 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 caveat that with this. If the six ends up being like the second or the third choice, I think you you toss that horse too. Like you want that horse. You're really just saying, hey, does this horse have a shot to potentially go out there and keep going in this new barn? Um, and you you want to get paid though to uh, to to have to spread some equity through that horse. I mean, I I pretty much 100% agree with you. I'm I'm also single here. Um, yes, I'm yes, I'm single. I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now- Me and the Godfather sold or mingling here. I yeah. I I thought the the two C Trident seven to five on the morning line was pretty much was the toss it or use it horse. Like you if if you use it, you just single and go, or if you toss it, you can go ahead and throw a couple, couple other horses there. Cause you're, you know, not trying to defensive use defensively use it. I was all in and just kind of leaned into it. Uh, I mean, this horse should be the controlling speed here. The biggest question will be the, I believe the six that Bobby mentioned, Joe DiBaggio. Does Joe DiBaggio actually try to get up and run with this horse? If he doesn't, which he's never really done before, then C Trident's going to win easily. The thing is also, but is that if Joe DiBaggio gets up there and presses him, C Trident could also possibly still win pretty easily. So I I decided to just kind of lean into the single there. Uh, I do like uh, Bobby's strategy with the multi-ticket there, especially if you do get some price float on Joe DiBaggio, because I only thought there were really three horses that even might remotely be worth playing here. And they were, uh, you know, C Trident, Joe DiBaggio, and then Perfect Cut, which I believe is the, was the eight, um, but I didn't really like Perfect Cut all that much. It was really just a two-horse race to me, and one just looked so much stronger than the other. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you there, too. Um, I really didn't see uh, too much from Perfect Cut, but can imagine that the horse is probably a uh, a nice price, and so um, I'll never talk anyone off of off of that. There could be some some dirtiness to, to the form, and there's certainly some back races that look okay. But um, but yeah, I think uh, you just sort of stay with the hot hand, and this horse C Trident in uh, in and around this class level seems to be um, hitting a nice stride. Seems to like Gulfstream Park. So again, if you miss, you uh, you move on to the pick four. Now here's what might be the toughest race of the sequence. Who knows? Sometimes these just end up going exactly the way you thought they would. It, race eight, a six furlong, $70,000 main special weight, also on the main track. Uh, Bobby and I got into this a little bit before the race, uh, before we started the sequence. Uh, I mean, what you see is there's one horse that's run before, and that's the six point Liam. Everyone else is a first time starter. So everyone else, you're either playing on a trainer angle, you're playing on a pedigree angle, you're, you, there's something in there that you like uh, that you're that you're using to take a shot because just based off what we have, you say point point Liam. It's the one with the seasoning and one that's got some experience. Uh, I decided to completely toss point Liam and, and kind of spread out with three other first time starters that I really liked. But Bobby, what did you decide to do with this this race? Yeah, we um, <clears throat> we touched on this before, right? Um, I'm tossing point Liam too. I just don't think the figures are are. Um, it just doesn't seem like the horse has run fast enough to um, potentially win this race with some of the others in the race. Um, right? What's this horse? Uh, the, the fastest race the horse has ever run um, on a buyer figure is 63. 
Uh, don't know what happened last time. Uh, looks like looks like the horse got into a duel and and faded. So even if he comes back and runs at 63, I mean the par for the race is 68, and um, you've got some 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 trainers in here that can that can really get him going. What I'll say, and this is this is kind of funny because I, I I try not to use these. Um, you know, when I, if you've never if you've never heard me, um, you know, I started going to the track with my mom uh, when I was younger. And as you know, you get these old heads that'll give you these angles, right? That, and this is this is going back. You know, we're talking twenty plus years, and now we have all of this technology and you know these angles and, and we can actually do do the work to um to see if this stuff actually works but i've never liked first time starters breaking from the rail sure so sure that in and of itself um i mean you've got a horse um that uh that that you know the the connections seem to fit but um but i'll toss that horse too right so so i guess do what you will with it it's the only foal out of the dam um you know it'll be the first one to run jose d'angelo luis saez i know that that people will look at those connections but i just think it's difficult to um to to win from the rail as a first-time starter you've got you know in this case eight other horses to your outside if you break a step slowly, um, you've got just a ton of work to do. And so the ones that, that do tend to win from that rail just are lightning quick, um, can get out there and, and, and just keep moving. So, um, yeah, in, 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 in this race in the eighth here, um, like I said, I'm going to toss point Liam, going to toss the, uh, the first time starter for the rail. So you're starting to narrow down who you 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 know be able to take or be willing to take here in this spot. Uh, I think a lot of people will lean on the eight, as will I. So Sappy Joseph with Irad in the saddle, um, uh, what looks like a, a pretty positive gate work um, for the last work to, to to sort of cap cap off the um, the pattern here. So the eight would would be my top pick in the race. Um, <laughs> Here's another thing I'll mention just about Gulfstream Park, and um, I think it'll it'll really show up more as you start to get into the championship meet. But there are some jockeys here that, and I'm not one to necessarily bash, but they just they just don't win. Um, right. You know, it, it, I mean, they have to be on much the best horse. So a horse like the four. I'll, I'll, I'll straight up toss that horse too. Um, so for me, it's going to be the eight with the three. That's probably A's. If you wanted to, to add another horse in, I'd probably add the two. Um, and, uh, and, and then maybe the seven as a, uh, as a B. We're going to be pretty thin um across this sequence so you know i wouldn't say that you don't necessarily want all of them as a's but the way that i would structure my ticket i'd have more money um through uh through the eight than the three yeah i'm trying to 
you know, going through my my picks for this for the sequence and everything, how I intend to structure this out, I'm what the French call a contrarian dick. This sequence, um, but we actually do like a lot of the same horses here in this uh, in this you know main special weight with all these first time starters. My my top pick was actually the the three uh, love spell. Uh, I, I thought that was the horse that really you know it, it everything looked good with the connections like you mentioned. Uh, love the workouts. Uh, it's got a workout pattern that I'm just an absolute dirty little pig boy for. Little pig boy. Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch baby mistress gets to stand on. Which is, I mean, I love seeing horses that have a quick, sharp workout and then a slow leg stretcher right before the race. So kind of that two back bullet work followed by you know closer to the race leg stretcher for some reason i just love it i I, to me it always indicates that a horse is ready to run if they're not trying to to keep you know twisting the screws on it to try to get it dialed in uh so i also use the two uh secret threat like you mentioned and then i was on the seven uh the uh arrogant baby arcangelo which i mean i don't know how you feel feel about it but since arrogate is uh you know no longer with us uh, each each arrogant baby is like a limited edition sneaker or something you know there's only there's only gonna be a few of them made there's a finite number of these out there so i'm gonna take the the, uh the uh uh, arrogant baby here in this second race so sticking to two three seven i'm pretty skinny i actually i try i think i've mostly just i'm trying to impress bobby with my structure and how many horses i'm playing here and the prices and everything i want to be like bob uh that yeah that's interesting so so no eight huh that was um that was my top pick I left the eight out. Um, I just Safi Joseph Jr. has just turned into that trainer that I'm constantly trying to beat for some reason. And I'm not sure why I always say he reminds me of the guy who takes you on your snorkeling excursion on the cruise and like not so subtly suggests that he knows where to get weed and Molly for you later. Um, that's kind of what Safi Joseph looks like in my head. Uh, just, you know, white Rasta guy. Uh, cause he, cause he's from the islands um yeah I, I don't know i'm i'm trying trying to get past him we'll we'll see if it works out or if uh, we see if it's one of these situations not a mercy uh, i was gonna say <laughs> i can i can appreciate that too um you know you you can't take them all and um it's hard to take all the favorites you know if you end up on all the favorites it's like all right well maybe we just skip the sequence see i i think i was just trying to be so uh you know so contrarian that i didn't even want to use it because there's a good chance that this is this is the horse that goes off as the favorite quite possibly with those connections um i'll have to look and see what they had on the on the morning one yeah it's it's definitely going to be the favorite it's going to be the favorite there's um again it's it's the first foal from the dam um the only thing you can really go on here is and you know maybe it'll be good to talk a little bit about what people look at in these races with first-time starters but um you know you can obviously look at at how the dam ran which um it looks like she won first time out right um, right she won first time out it was in the slop but uh they paid a hundred thousand for the horse which is um more than than the stud fee right which some of these can't 
right. can't even even uh, sort of boast. Um, you know the um, and like, I, like I'm on the horse too, the seven, the Airgate baby. But you know when you look at these numbers, it's like you paid fifty thousand to um, to bring the the dam to stud, and it, it only sold for thirty five. So um, you know maybe there's some confirmation issues or you know some of these these it's uh, a question of how an action looks in a in a blowout workout or things like that exactly or a walk or you know who knows but um but yeah this is this and you know these are ugly like i mentioned before it's um it's not quite the championship meet yet if you've got a really good one you're probably saving it for that which I don't even know. I think must start like here at the end of December or, or beginning of January. I don't know what the actual date is. And Gulfstream runs like year round now. So um, who knows? We'll just meld into the, the championship meet. But um, but yeah, I think I think you'd be all right taking taking a, a, some combination of uh, of the horses that we had listed there. I think uh, if I went to a horse auction. With just like a unlimited budget, it would be such a bad thing for me because uh, I just like gangster ass walks on my horses, and I have no idea if that's a good action or what you should should look for. But I just you know I like that little bit of a gangster link, little limp to them. Uh, so I'd buy some broken ass horses uh, and drive myself to uh, poverty doing it. Uh, what can I say? R.I.P. Nate Dog. We miss you er day. All right, time for the big race in this sequence. Race nine, the H. Allen Jerkins, $100,000 purse, two miles on the turf. I I kind of hate this race, Bobby. I kind of hate this race a little bit. I don't know what it is about the ultra-long turf marathons that drive me crazy. Uh, about If it's about a mile and a half, I'm okay with you. You get out past that that uh, that mile and a half, though, and I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. What do you, what did you look at here? Who'd you go with? Yeah, so we've got the about two miles race here. Um, something, something about these distance races. Now, of course, you do have to have some stamina, um, but I think sometimes people will look at it and say, "Oh, well, I can't have a horse that's on the lead because um, you know I, w- I want the closers. I want the ones that are going to have the kick late." And I think you can get yourself in a little bit of trouble trying to do that. Um, the horse that I like the most here is, you know, I, I say that, and, and here I come with uh, with the horse c- coming from from what seems like might be dead last, but I do like the six reigning spirit. Um, another barn change here, but has um, has what I think are are pretty decent figures. Um, seems like will like the distance um and and i guess that's kind of the point i'm i was trying to make there is just because they're a closer doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna like the distance going two miles right um and so i think ken like the distance gets um gets what will be one of the better riders in the race uh you know it's one thing i mentioned this that about jockeys winning and 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 kind of singled out bridge mahan uh, on the dirt, but it's a completely other story on the turf. And really there's only, I I mean, there's going to be a handful, um, to maybe slightly more than a handful, let's call it like five to to eight riders 
um, that can consistently win on turf, particularly at Gulfstream during this uh, this championship meet. And so, the um, the the horse that I want on top, like my my uh, the A that I'll have probably the most money going through, will be the six. I also like the two. Um, y- you know, you, you've got some 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 tricks in here with um, Kerry Bryan bringing two in. Um, she is uh, both a flat and a jumps trainer. So you, if you look at some of the previous races that that like like uh, on the one, and I, th- I think she's got the bookends, the one and the twelve. You're getting mm-hmm. these massive, massive weight breaks. And um, I don't know. I like the two kind of getting back to, um, uh, I don't know, getting back to to Gulfstream, you know, putting, um, getting Jaramillo, it's getting a massive weight break. You know, some of the, some of the races leading up to the last one on, on turf, which the last one was on yielding ground, which you, you can sort of forgive. It's going to be a pretty interesting price. It's going to be somewhat forward, can potentially get a little bit of a first jump on maybe some of those closers. Um, th- those would be the, the two horses that I would use as, as a's the, the six and the two, where are you at? I'll tell you what, uh, I, I mentioned before, you know, that I had a sound drop that I was excited to use uh, if the, all the right conditions met, and we we just hit them. Uh, man, we're not we're not on any of the same horses. What? So I gotta sit here and eat dessert alone, like I'm fucking Steven Glansberg? That's it, Steven Glansberg, in your honor. Um, I I thought basically, you know, like you said, it, it was a question of. Okay, there's no speed. I want horses that are actually t- towards the front here in this marathon because uh, I thought you might have a walk the dog situation. So I took the two horses that I thought uh, if one didn't make it, the other one would definitely be on the lead. But my top pick ended up being one of the uh, the Kerry Bryan horses, the 12 Agitair, who uh, was running over in Ireland, ships back over. Last out, checked, had a rough trip, and still won it by four, going two miles over the yielding. So we know the horse can handle the distance. I'm just projecting this one to go and send for the front. If it's not that one, then it's got to be the eight time for trouble uh, at uh, eight to one on the morning line. Taking this one because, I mean, basically, if if, if this one, if Agitair doesn't make it, time for trouble is going to be there. And uh, I'm leveraging my opinion on early speed here. But at the same time, I'm hedging my bet on Agitair uh, by using a essentially all of one run style uh, in this race, even though it's kind of debatable that time for trouble is a need the lead early speed type horse. They just look like the two most inclined to actually go for it. And anytime I feel like there's a a murky pace situation where there's only one speed or we don't know who the speed really is. I always want the horses that are going to be as close to the front as possible because sometimes they'll just end up walking. And the person who's on the front who actually kicks first is gone. Uh, So that's why I kind of lead in leaned into the 12, and the eight. So no matter what happens, either I or Bobby are guaranteed to be be dead through race nine since we we just uh, divert here. Yeah, that's right. Do you, Although, do you, like? do you like this twelve? Yeah, I, I was gonna say, you know, the the twelve. Um, I I could see that you know having that horse in there for sure. The I think you have to make a decision as a player if. Um, you know, the, you, you think the horse just really moved up on, on yielding or, 
you know, the other horses that that um, that he was running against didn't like the the yielding turf. I mean, I've got um, the uh, the two coming out of that same race who, you know, I'm trying to I'm, I'm making the the guess that, hey, he didn't really like it and, um, and and could fire getting back to what I've been impressed um, with has been a um, what I would consider a pretty fair. Um, it's not the old Gulfstream Park Durf, as they would say. It seems. Oh, like we know all about uh, the Durf on this show, sir. You don't have, pretty... even have to slow down while you're pronouncing it. We're we're well versed with the Durf. Okay, it's a it's a but it's a it's a pretty what seems to be fair up to this point uh, turf course, and so um, so so yeah, I, uh, I I could see the twelve, the eight, you know, uh, I mean. Hell, the horse won on grass with Talamo in the seat, so uh, <laughs> the sky is probably the limit for this thing on 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 turf. But um, but uh, and, and get to Edwin Gonzalez, who who actually can win on uh, uh, a turf race. So uh, yeah, I, I could see both of those. The others I would mention. Um, so so I do want to mention the the three, and I don't want to mention the three as a possible winner. But the three with Irad, um, I think people are, are going to gravitate towards some of these, um, you, know, you know, the connections. And, and I think the jockey p- plays a big role there. Irad, I think, arguably the best jockey that we have here in, in the States, in North America. Um, and you'll notice that the run at, at Kentucky Downs, I've been watching these horses and I just don't think any of the figures from Kentucky Downs are correct. So people might see that and say, oh, Irad's in the saddle. Um, Kentucky Downs, look at that race where where he was also there. And um, and to me, it's just, they've all basically been fake. If you know about Kentucky Downs, you know that um, it's a very horse for course type of, type of track and configuration. And I think those with with good figures just really like the track and those with poor figures really don't. And so I've just been throwing every single one of those out. Um, and I think that's, that's a horse you can, you can toss and, and that should um, give you some equity being able to toss that horse in the ticket, regardless of, of who else you, you use um, with, with that horse being what I would presume is is well is the morning line favorite, and what I would presume is uh, is going to be one of the the top choices. You know, my my thing with the Kentucky Downs is I, I don't put a whole bunch of stock into how they ran unless I know exactly what the track was doing on that specific day. Like, okay, was all the early speed winning? Is the horse a closer? Well, I had a tough trip at Kentucky Downs, but I always view it as just a feather in the cap. Like, hey. You ran at Kentucky Downs. You must be pretty good. It's like like your I don't know. It's like your friend who you grew up playing basketball with, and then like he goes and plays like high school basketball, like whereas you're still just playing like church league and shit. And uh, you know full well that it's like yeah, he's far from the best person on the high school basketball team, but compared to us, pretty good. You know, right, right. And and I mean when you look at the the figures, um, and, and I tend to look at the figures in the form. I, I use the the daily racing form. Um, it's just an outlier figure. I, I mean, it's it's like the horse doesn't really. I mean, I, yeah, it's um, you know, the horse ran a ninety-seven at Kentucky Downs and is running in the in the high eighties 
to, yeah. to like 90 um, in, in all the other races. And so, yeah, I mean, hell, I read good enough. Maybe he just he just moved the, the horse way up. But um, I'll tell you what, to take a shot against, you know, dropping back 10 links at the start and then still getting that horse up to to third by a neck is was pretty impressive at this meet. I feel like you had to be up there pretty, pretty close. Yeah, 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 that's that's true. And um, yeah, even with that, though, I mean, just a wide open race, you got 12 horses going, I guess the 10, I, I missed the 10 as as the uh, as the morning line favorite. So this is like the second um, choice on the on the morning line. But um, even still, I think uh, I think I, I think it's a toss. I think we'll be well backed. And um you know, you're just building some some equity by by being able to toss. Um, another horse that I did want to mention. So you got some makers in here. You know, makers. The four makers, yeah, man. Yeah, for for being able to to go long. Um, this was this was a lesson in self control for me because uh, some of my uh, guiltiest pleasures are Mike Maker horses making just weird ass class moves that end up in stakes races. So like, I got like four of them here. Yeah, and and. Um, it's it's wild that he has that many here but he's notorious for for being able to get them to go long what i was gonna mention is um you know he's got two of them that uh are are basically i guess close to will be favored close to favoritism you know he's got the 10 who's going to be the well is the top choice on the morning line he's got the nine who looks like he's going to be the third choice on the morning line um again those horses aren't horses that i like better than my a's so for me it's like I, I, those are their tosses for me again now they might win but given the rest of the sequence i mean we've gone single in the first leg we've gone with essentially four of the um what are probably going to be top 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 ish choices right in the second leg and so again i mean you've gotta you gotta crack some eggs somewhere right. and you can't be afraid to lose the sequence right i mean these things are hard right. enough to hit anyway right it, i mean right. you could give give someone most horses in all races and they're still gonna miss so again you're just taken away from the equity that you could potentially have, particularly if your top two choices are what look to be um, decent prices and not one of those horses. It doesn't pay to um, to use equity on these horses that are that are going to be on what you might consider most people's tickets. And so right. I, I, I did want to mention that, look, if you have to take a maker, um, you know, maybe maybe the seven. Uh, right is the horse the horse wouldn't be in there i don't think if he didn't think it had a shot um right. and so it's it's like the other other maker um but uh but yeah i, I did want to mention that i know you know people might say oh what uh what they think about these and, and and those are some of the horses i think people would would be adding now i found if i make uh a terrible joke about horses with fast in the name that that might put them in the winner's circle so more like wicked not fast there you go number seven you're, now you're the winner now gonna be your winner in that stakes race that's um, right that's right 
I think it was uh, I think it was Everfast uh, is the one who started that trend. Me be like, whatever, more like ever slow, and then the horse just fucking runs a hole in the wind. Um, right, let's go ahead. Let's move to race ten, the penultimate leg, six furlongs, twenty five thousand dollar non winners of a certain kind of race. Get the buy the PPs, read the conditions. I'm not your condition reader, okay? That's not my job. Uh, but twenty five thousand dollar optional claimer, six furlongs, main track. Uh, I got. I might have gotten cute here. I also might be really screwed if uh, early speed is not carrying on the dirt or turf uh, on Saturday because I it looks like I got one move, and that is uh, speed, speed, speed. Yeah, I'm with you here, too. We, we might be on the same horses. Um, oh, sorry, thought... let's say it on three. Let's count at the same time. Let's go. One, two, three. One and four. A seven, four. <laughs> I... I like how you had a long count on your three. It made me just put put me out there. I didn't know if we were I, going names or numbers. That's you, uh, you know. You left me by myself again. What? So I gotta sit here and eat dessert alone like I'm fucking Steven Glansberg? You gave it to me twice, Bobby. That's why you're a champion. All right. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, the four living water just looks like the the horse is gonna wire the field, right? I could I could certainly see that. Yeah. Um, the the seven does add blinkers, so so maybe up there. I, I think um, Tyler on the seven might be a little more tactical though, and um, sometimes you know that that can bite you. Um, he may sit off and and watch the four and just never be able to to, to catch up. So um, yeah, I was on the seven and the four. Um, I again. I know that the seven is is six to five. We'll see what kind of price we get on the four. Um, both you and I, you know, including in the picks, it's probably going to be somewhat well bet. So maybe yeah. we don't get the eight to one. Um, but again, that middle leg of the sequence, the, the one we just left, sort of gives you some equity if if you can get past a few of those others. But uh, but yeah, these these would be the two that um, that I had on top. With the with the four with Living Water, the Elizabeth Dobles horse, so feel like she's pulling out a, a play that uh, that uh, Diodoro does at Oakland quite a bit. The the stop, drop, and pop where they claim a horse, they drop it just a little bit, it pops for a big run, and they you know they they win the win the race, get the horse claimed, and they end up making out like a bandit, even though they had to drop the price because they you know supplement it with the 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 purse and everything. I mean, they still make their profit margin on it. It's a smart way to play the claiming game, I think um yeah totally well you think about it like this too i mean the the trainer uh although she she does own it looks like a piece of this with the um with with the imaginary stables um but she's not buying the horse and she's not selling the horse so she's not getting part of that claiming price like or paying that claiming price she's getting uh the winning purse and so if yeah yeah i mean claim it for you know, a, a, an ownership group that potentially wants a win at the meet. She's having a good meet. Um, Reyes, I, I, I do like uh, how he's been riding. And so, yeah, I think uh, I, I, I just like you said, I, I think you could certainly um, get something like the four just wiring the field. So the the only one that I other mentioned was the was the one he's in charge. Uh, another candy ride baby. It looks like I've been all over candy ride babies today. But uh, Kelly Breen has this one. Uh, and I mean, he's putting this one in a spot with some massive class relief. It might be a pretty good spot. 
uh, coming in off the shelf off of a pretty long layoff. Uh, the, the horse has shown early speed before. Uh, whenever it was in the Albert Stall barn, that kind of fell off a little bit. Maybe Kelly Breen gets the gets the horse back to, you know, trying to t- run towards the front again, and it might just turn into like a tactics game. Uh, and if that's the case, then this one is gonna give himself a chance to to win by getting up and pressing Living Waters a little bit. Maybe kind of the rating at the rail move. Uh, but it's a it's a toss up. But at you know five to one, it's a toss up that I'd like to take. I'm still fairly contrarian. I'm still pretty skinny here, going too deep. Um, you know, I, I kind of I almost want to, in hindsight, single Living Water. Now that I hear you're as strong on on that horse as I am too. But I'm going to stay one four here. Yeah, the the one um, you know looks to have moved him up. Um, from what he was doing in the Al Stall barn, um, but hasn't run quite back to that first off the claim race. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's interesting what you said. Um, you know, I've heard I've heard Kelly Breen in the past. You know, the types of horses that he likes to claim are the the front end speed horses, and so um, you know maybe he's just been a little hard on the horse and uh, and the training. You know, the horse has to. That's a sort of uh, work into that. But, um, yeah, if he can get him back out there, you know, speed kills. Um, we'll see. Maybe the seven and the four hook up and, and the one comes from just off of it. All right. So moving in, it is the final leg of the sequence. It's that money leg. Time to get paid, blow up like the world's train. We're trying to make generational wealth by connecting on this sequence. We're trying to make that uh, that kind of money that had, you know, we'll have you yelling this whenever you're uh, whenever you're at home. Hey, hey, hey! Don't rub on that. You blocked that. You understand? That's alpaca. That's twenty five thousand dollar alpaca. You blocked that shit. You don't rub on. Put the club soda on there. Trying to make that blot my alpaca money, Bobby. How are you going to do it in the last leg? Yeah. So, so for the last. Um... Ooh, let, I me like set, the two. let me set this up here. Sorry. It's uh, eight furlongs, $40,000 uh, uh, maiden optional claimer, which is one of the few places that has these uh, on the turf. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Yeah, all good. All good. Um, I, I like the two. Um, I think on these mile turf races, being inside it is a, a bit of an advantage. They hit the turn pretty quickly. Um, I, I think um, the, the, the numbers the horses run on turf, really set it above most of the field um you're catching irad here for todd uh i, I do like the seven to the jose with um with safi um i think a lot of people and now you're gonna look and say okay so so in the you know in in most of the legs we're on sort of the top choice horses well one we've set ourselves up to be able to leverage our opinion with a much higher base um you know this is this is a ticket that that you're really going to want to hammer uh from the base perspective but also i think the six is going to catch some money here uh the six looks somewhat loosish um but (laughs) luca panici man this guy um I mean, he must be like working people's horses for him in the morning because him getting mounts on the turf is just 
banana land. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it really is. It's um, now look, maybe that puts him in the winner's circle. The, the figures look good for the horse, but regardless of who has been riding the horse on turf, this is a downgrade. Um, and so I think you'll see him catch some money. I think you could see maybe the seven drifts a little bit more than, than the two because, um, you know, we, we do have Ired and Pletcher uh, on the two. But, um, but those would be the, the, the two that I like gonna completely fade the six some people might say yeah of course that's a no-brainer but i do think we'll catch some money and i think the um the chat will catch some money too but that looks like one of these situations where chad's like where can i get this horse sold um let me send it let me send it down to uh to Gulfstream. uh i don't really have anywhere to run it in the northeast um i think most people have heard Chad say that um, the good ones he does like to start at Tampa. Maybe it's an opportunity for him to to maybe check out this new turf course a little bit more. Um, and uh, I think we'll catch some money, but really just looks like an opportunity to run the horse on grass and get it sold. I mean, a more than ready baby moving to a claiming for the first time. You definitely, I mean, you're selling it at, at bargain bin discount whenever you, uh, you know, bought this horse at auction for almost $203,000 and now you've got it in a $40,000 optional and it's in for a tag. Like, so I'm completely with you from the business angle. I think a lot of people are going to jump on Chad Brown, but they're not going to consider the business angle. Sometimes a horse just needs a fucking race. Like it doesn't matter, you know, what, if the spot fits or not, a horse just needs a race. And so they, they end up in some weird spots. Uh, was our buddy Caleb refers to this as like fake ass Chad season, um, where right now it's like an aqueduct. You got some fake ass Chad's running because if they were any good, they'd be in, in, uh, you know, down in Florida. Uh, and I mean, if he likes to start the good ones at Tampa, then it's, you know, still fake ass Chad season at, uh, at Gulfstream, but we'll, we'll shortly change back over to, uh, to, to the you know non-fake ass chads yeah he'll, he'll run some good ones in florida but um I, I think the best ones he keeps on the bench we'll see what he does um you know it, it, out in california but uh and, and like you said at tampa maybe he, he runs a few more here but i think i think you know chad like me the theme is uh after the breeders cup he he takes a little bit of a break so I was I, I included the same to get around Jerry's turn. I ended up with four four horses to use. Might be just kind of crazy nut burger, you know. Uh, pick five bombs here that that just might work, and the other two I, I think, like you said, are kind of where the money goes. And that was uh, the the six Jerry's turn and the seven uh, good soldier were the horses I used. I'll tell you about my top pick though on the inside was the one uh, winging it. Um, listen, maiden races are won by early speed kind of a lot of the time. And this one's got some, you know, pretty good early speed at the rail. Going to go ahead, going to send. Uh, it's, it's not the dirt, but we don't, you know, we don't know what it is yet. So I'm not going to take the, the chance of leaving off a horse at 20 to one who has shown early speed before whenever you have so many early speed maiden winners. And then the only other one I mentioned that is out on the outside in this race was I, I used the eight wild flight 
at uh at 20 to 1 here uh, I, I don't know what to say for wild flight other than uh i mean it, it just kind of i like the cut of its jib it's the only horse that i can't definitely say sucks uh that's kind of like why i went with the new sh- you know the new shooter angle here i know everyone else sucks i don't know this horse sucks though yeah yeah um yeah they uh <laughs> <laughs> I, that's pretty much all you can uh, can say. I, I mean, he's protected, right, as a Florida bred in this like maiden optional claimer. So, uh, so the the connection certainly want to keep the horse. I don't know how many horses this guy has, um, and and this is certainly an opportunity. Sonny, I haven't been impressed with at all. You know, I, I wasn't quite frankly familiar with him until until the Derby when. Um, seems like he's he's kind of riding that goodwill to to get some of these mounts here not that he needs to from this guy um mm-hmm. who, who i also don't know of but um <laughs> yeah man maybe they just come in and steal it who knows when you when you see these like just maidens who just can't let win like you i have this kind of it's not a hard rule but it's a rule for me and is if you have double digit starts and you haven't won yet I'm just going to toss you like I'm tossing you every time you're you're a hanger. You're a you know, whatever like you. That's just it. We're done. We're done together. You know, yeah, ashes, I, I, ashes, our chances together are fucking dead. I could see that. I could see that. Um, the uh, the one I, I t- what I'll say about this is I like your one better than I like. Your that's eight. very fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Right, and and I, I don't I don't think the the one is is not without a chance. Um, tried to get it on turf first time, finally got it on turf second time. Seems to run okay, and then have a long long break, and they they come back on dirt, which um, it looks like it just doesn't want to stand up on dirt. But um, my I really love horses that are coming off of all weather last time. Like uh, it's another one of those uh, just anecdotal angles that i have with absolutely no empirical data to back up that uh horses who ran on synthetic last out always pop and win the race uh 100 of the time uh whenever they switch surfaces i mean i i know i'm making statistics jazz over here you hate jazz yeah. you fear jazz but i mean we're we're gonna go ahead and I'm rolling with that. I tell myself this always happens. I have no idea if this actually always happens or not. But in my mind, I think you want to be careful with that, uh, of course. But what I'll say there is is what likely, or at least the way that I would would see this is there wasn't any turf to run on, right? And and she didn't want to keep running the horse on dirt, so right. she moved to the synth. Not that that won't necessarily move the horse up, but sure. Um, you know, hey, could find itself on the lead if, if maybe the six doesn't break. So, you said you liked it. That's really all I really go for in life, honestly. Um, I wasn't hugged enough as a child, Bobby, so I just need approval a lot of the time. That's that's basically what it comes down to for me. So, uh, I was one six seven eight here. Go ahead, rattle off. Who did you have in this last leg again? I had the two and the seven. Two and the seven. All right, so I'm gonna hit my give you my ticket here real quick. Uh, we started off with a single in the seventh with the two c trident uh then in the next leg i went uh two three and seven secret threat love spell and archangelo uh i was uh eight twelve in the stakes race the h allen jerkins 
then I was one four in the penultimate leg, and then I was four deep, one six seven eight. I'm gonna let Bobby uh, tell us who he's got while I calculate how much that ticket costs. Sorry, Arkansas Public Schools. Hmm. I was um, I was a single two in in the first leg. I was eight three as my A's and then two seven in the uh, in the second leg of first time starters in the ninth. Um, I had the six and the two. In the 10th, I had the seven and the four. And in the 11th, I had the two and the seven. So, yeah. Um, so mine, I think, is a $24 ticket if you're playing at a 50 cent base. I think that's right. What, one by two, sorry, one by three by two by two by four. I think, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mathed right. Look at me. There you there go. go. And I think, um, I think if if you played my ticket, the all A's, uh, which is one by two horses all the way down for fifty cents, probably eight bucks. Um, I would encourage everyone to not play it for fifty cents. Maybe more like I don't know how much people plan to spend, but you could you could do like a $5 base on something like that for 80 bucks. Um, you know, if you, if you want to spend 25, 24, you know, something, maybe like a $2 base and then come back with those B's in that second leg for a lesser amount, like a dollar. Right. So sure. same things that put you at like 40 bucks all in, if you played it like two and one or something like that. But, um, but yeah, the, if you're playing a sequence like this, where, in four of the five legs you've got like a top choice you have to you have to be thin and you have to have to have to um hit repeat a bunch of times yep i'm with you i'm with you there so uh most important question is uh that baby girl you're gonna have a good christmas man oh yeah oh yeah you know it she's uh she's spoiled so absolutely was she about uh, two years now? Is that right? Yeah, like almost two and a half. She'll be, uh, yeah, she'll be about two and a half or, around Christmas. So, yeah, it's, it's a real fun age. Yeah, it, it's a real fun age for them at Christmas, too. Like, this is when they really start getting into Christmas and, like, kind of understanding and, you know, start ripping into presents, which is, like, fun to watch. Like, I just want my, my children to be, like, rabid capitalism animals just, like, tearing tearing through paper and stuff. Just like, yes! Yeah, it's Look at what was purchased for me. Well, Santa Claus brings it, obviously. Oh, dude, we don't we don't give Santa Claus any credit in this home. Like, <laughs> Santa Claus might bring you a toothbrush in your stocking. Mommy and Daddy put it put the fucking presents under the tree, though. That's um, fair. That's right. That's, uh, let them know where their money came from, which is solely their mother. Um, that's, that's going to do it for us here at the notorious OTV. Uh, you know, give, uh, Bobby, you want to give out any social or anything to follow or anything you want to plug that you're doing right now? Nah, man. I just, uh, he's just playing Bobby, man. Weekend warrior stuff, you know? Well, Bobby Marks, thank you for joining us on the notorious OTV brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network and Believe me, you should be listening to this episode because this man knows what he's talking about. Uh, That's Bobby, not me. Uh, We'll catch you next time. See you next week.